This is an NC Baptist resource. For more, visit ncbaptist.org. Welcome to the NC Baptist Podcast, the podcast designed to engage with ministry leaders around topics that will explore approaches and resources to help us be on mission together. It's because of your generosity that this resource is available. Learn more at ncbaptist.org slash give or contact us at communications at ncbaptist.org. Welcome to the North Carolina Baptist Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Richard Brunson, Director with Baptist On Mission. We're recording today's episode in the On Mission Together Exhibit Hall at the 2023 Annual Meeting of the North Carolina Baptist State Convention in Greensboro, and I'm thrilled to sit down and chat with today's guest. So joining me today are three On Mission Together North Carolina Baptist leaders, Pastor Jason Miller of Dutch Cove Baptist Church in Canton, Pastor Quintel Hill of Multiply Community Church in Monroe, and Pastor Alan Murray, pastor of Centerville Baptist Church in Kelly. They are also our newly re-elected North Carolina Baptist second vice president, first vice president, and president, respectively. And I'm so thankful for them. And I'm so thankful that we have leaders like them who believe in missions and have been doing missions for many years. They're not doing missions just because they were elected at the Baptist State Convention. So thank you guys for what you do. Well, amen, brother. I, I appreciate Baptist on Mission. I appreciate what you guys are doing. And it's a, it's an honor. I think it's an honor for all three of us just to continue to serve, uh, serve Jesus and serve our North Carolina churches. Absolutely. Just grateful for Baptist on Mission and what, really, that's how I got involved with the state was because my mentor actually uh, was the chaplain for North Carolina Baptist on Mission. I mean, and so he taught me everything about it, um, serving and and uh, just grateful to be able to do it, just be able to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I love Baptist on Mission. My, my life as a Southern Baptist started as a, a kid, as a teenager, and starting, I think, at age 15, our church was just always going somewhere. Somebody was always wearing a yellow hat. And so I, I love the work of Baptist Mission. We've lived it in our community with several hurricanes. So love love the work of Baptist Mission. We do a lot of things great. Uh, one of the things we do the best is Baptist on Mission. Thank you guys for all you do and how you're leading the convention and how you've been leading your churches for so many years. So one of the spotlights for this year's annual meeting has been on Serve NC. We've heard a lot about it already at the convention. We're going to hear some more tonight at the, at the closing session. Serve NC is a week-long initiative in August of 2024 where churches go out and meet the needs of local communities in Jesus' name. It's also a partnership between North Carolina Baptist and Baptist on Mission. Serve NC is an opportunity for every church, every community. I've gathered you together today for just a few questions about Serve NC, and I want our listeners to hear from the perspective of not only you as leaders of the convention, but you as pastors and how Serve NC can catalyze missions in your local churches. So first, tell us a little bit about yourselves, your church, and what needs you see in your communities. And let's start with you, Quintel, and just go around. So yeah, Quintel uh, Hill, I'm the pastor of Multiply Community Church in Monroe, North Carolina. We actually planted Multiply in 2019. Um, 2018, we started building a team of people to to help us. And so what we've said on the front end, we 
we want to be where the people are, right? We want to be where the people are. And so where the people were, where we were in our context, was in the local schools. I mean, and we, we started in a local school as a mobile church. And uh, we, we say this, we want to reach people near and far with the love of Christ. And so we want to intentionally be where they are. Uh, we can't catch fish if we're not where fish are, right? We want to be where people are. And so that's how we lead out. And so that's everything that we do. We start from the community, then we go back to the church. So, Amen. Um, well, I'm Jason Miller, of course, and pastor at Dutch Cove Baptist Church over in the western part of our wonderful state. Uh, rural community, rural context. And uh, Dutch Cove was started, planted in 1941. Very interesting story in that it was planted as Dutch Cove Missionary Baptist Church. At the forefront of the reason it began was to reach deeper in 1941. That meant that you had to get to places where people could walk, people could get to in different places, especially in this community, to better reach them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only in that community, but then taking those resources and reaching the nations. And so even what started so long ago we are continuing that. I remind our church over and again, missionary is literally in our name. This is what it's all about. And, uh, and so reaching our community uh, yeah, begins locally and then we wanna extend it to our nation and unto the nation, uh, unto the nation so every tribe, tongue, people uh, can know the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm Alan Murray, and I have the privilege of pastoring the Centerville Baptist Church in Kelly, North Carolina, which is in the far southeastern corner of Bladen County, the mother county. Fifty-five other counties in North Carolina started out of Bladen County. Uh, we are a huge community of 440 people, according to the 2020 census, which is down 60 from the 2010 census, which was a little over 500. Um, we're right alongside the Cape Fear River, and when Kelly was started, if you wanted to get there, you had to come by river. We didn't have roads to get there, and so I, I, I love living there, have the privilege of serving our community as well as our church. I think it's really cool that we have the three of you who represent Eastern, Piedmont, Mountain, North Carolina, represent more rural areas, more urban areas, and so uh, I think there's a lot we can learn from you because of that. One of the questions we're asking churches is this, if your church closed with the community notice, think about and tell us a little bit about why it's so important for churches to serve their local community. I'll start with this. I was on vacation last year. I usually take two weeks after the girls get out of school because we need a breath of fresh air. And that's the question that I always ask our folks. If the church closes its doors, will the community notice? And I was on vacation, and I got a call from the Charlotte News saying that there was a murder of a, of a father and his, I think it was five-month-old son. And they said, what are you going to do about it? And so it was then I realized that little multiplied community church in the little strip mall there that was making impact in the community even when you didn't know you make an impact. And so they wanted to know what we were gonna do. And I'm just, I said, I, I can't do nothing right now, but my folks are willing to go on the front lines. And so it, it really, that, that's really what it's all about, just 
I really truly believe this. If our church closes its doors, our community will know it. It has to be that way. We're a multiply community church, right? So you, you, you gotta you gotta be in the community. So yeah, I mean that's kind of a crazy story, but it was just God just reaffirming to me that we're we're doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, with churches closing, the community ought to cry when a church closes. Right now, I think when some churches close, they look at it as an opportunity for uh, real estate redevelopment. Uh, and, and I don't know if that, uh, what's behind that, um, but what I do know is that uh, our community, our churches should so be invested in our communities that the first place the school is looking for help is with the church. That the first place uh, that the town is calling because they have an event is the church. And that doesn't just happen anymore. That maybe was a time when that was the norm. But what happens uh, today is as churches, and, and, and I, could, I mean, we could tell story after story. I, I, when, when I began at Dutch Cove, the first place I went was the elementary school. You go to the school and you ask the principal a very simple question, what do you need? What are your dreams? I'm, as a church, we want to see you succeed. And just in that kind of open door, yeah, man, it opened doors first to do sound for their programs and then ultimately now doing an after-school Bible club. If, if Dutch Cove, I, I, my prayer is, my prayer is not just for Dutch Cove, by the way, uh, but for Centerville, for Multiply, for the uh, nearly 60 churches in, in Haywood County, that they're so engaged in their community that if there was a, a church that tragically had to close, something happened, that there would be a lament and a mourning because of what's missing. I think of the words of the Lord Jesus when he speaks to his disciples and he says that you are uh, the salt and you are light. Uh, and the light of the world, you, you cannot hide light. You, you, it's not meant to be hid. You don't, you don't light a lamp and then put a bushel over it, right? We teach our kids that song, and I think for for us as churches, if we are being, if we are being the light that Jesus has called us to be, people are going to notice. You know, it's like having an area light outside of of your garage. You don't think about it ever until that light is off, and you need it to be there. You don't think about the light bulb burning out until it's burnt out. And I think if a church, uh, be it Centerville or Dutch Cove or any of our churches, are in the community serving the community, if that light got cut off, if they're depending on you, uh, maybe in ways they don't even realize they're depending on you, being available, being there, serving the community, if we cease to exist, I, I think not just, not just because we're geographically in the middle of Kelly, that's why it's called Centerville, because we're right in the middle of town, if you can say town. Uh, I, I don't think just because of the geographical location, but I think if we, we ceased being I think our community would definitely notice. You know, I, I, one other thing I, that came to my mind is, I mean, Acts 2. I mean, they held to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers, and they were giving to, to, to each other. And the text says that they found favor in the community. So, I mean, like, that's what the church does. It's, it's the light in the darkness. It's that, in a sense, the church is to preserve. There's a preservation there, Right. First Corinthians seven, Paul says you shouldn't leave your unbelieving spouse. Why? Because there is there is some preservation. They're going to benefit, and so because the church is there, it should benefit that community. 
And so, man, really, it, it should be every church. <laughs> I mean, it should be a part of every church. And so, I don't know, I get like passionate three points in the poem on that one. But No, you're exactly right. It, it, it should be the norm. It shouldn't be the exception. Uh, and I think we can all agree to that here. And I honestly think that most churches would agree to that. I think most pastors that I know would say, hey, you know, that little uh, children's song, hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. But that's their desire. Um, I think sometimes, and I think this is the role of uh, Baptistal Mission, is an excellent way. I think our, our AMSs, our directors of mission, are an excellent resource to help churches step into a place that maybe they don't know how to get to, but they want to get to, so their light can shine in their communities. And that's really a big part of the purpose of Serve NC. We want to encourage churches to realize that by serving their community, they're making such an impact. And even atheists in the community, we would love for them, if your church were to close, to say, wow, we're missing something. You know, the, for non-Christians who, who may not step right now inside the doors of the church to see our good works and praise our Father in heaven, as scripture says. And there's so many verses, but the one that comes to mind you know, when Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that's a big deal. And in John 13, 35, he said, Jesus said, all people will know that we are his disciples by the way we love one another. How does scripture call on us to serve others? Well, we see it in, in John 13, right? I mean, Jesus right there in the context, he was washing feet. Like he took the posture of a servant, a slave, a, a non-Jewish slave, and he began to wash feet. I mean, that's the posture we should be. We should be people who are serving. I like what Richard Baxter said. He says, if they see, if they, if they see you love them, you can say anything to them. And so that's what people need to, people need to hear a sermon, but they need to see one. You know, and I, I just, but the way they see it is by how we serve and love. And, and even when people are unlovable, isn't it what God did for us? I mean, he came to our mess, and he cleans us up. And so I'm grateful for that love. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Matthew 25, you know, right? When the Son of Man comes in his glory, Jesus is saying, and the angels are with him, he'll sit on his glorious throne, and before him are gathered all the nations, and he'll separate one from another as a shepherd as separates the sheep from the goats, and he'll place the sheep on his right, the goats on his left, and then he goes down and he says, the king will say to those on the right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you welcomed me. I was naked, you clothed me. I was sick, you visited me. I was in the prison and you came to me. And then the righteous will say to him, when? When did we do those things? When did we do all of those? And they kind of repeat all of that back to them. And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to the one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And I think that is a drive that we don't look past people. Quintel did an excellent job today in his sermon um, at, at not to look past needs to the next thing. And I thought that was excellent. I think of the love of Christ and how sacrificial it is uh, that Christ gave his life he gave his glory, uh, set all that aside, came down and served us with a tremendous sacrificial love. And I think our communities see that as well. Uh, you know, if, if we just kind of, oh, we love you, but if we're, if we're investing our time, our resources, 
our money, our talents. People see that, hey, we're, maybe you're doing serve NC on a, a Saturday, and you think, man, these people are giving me a Saturday. Or you're going into a school and you're meeting needs that they don't have the budget for, and you're setting aside your budget to do that. Or you, you've got a senior adult in your community who isn't able to uh, pay for the lumber to build a wheelchair ramp, and you're, you're going out and you're buying treated lumber. In, in this world with the inflation that we've got going on today and you're taking your time and your resources or, or starting a food pantry, whatever it is. I think that sacrificial love that Jesus demonstrated towards us, when we demonstrate that towards others, it makes a tremendous impact. People can see that, they love that, they know that, and they can say, okay, these people really do love me. This isn't just this isn't just lip service. Uh, they're, they're walking the talk. They're showing this true love of Jesus. I don't know who he is, but if this is what he's about, uh, maybe we need to learn a little bit more about it. You know, I, I was going to say one more thing in relationship to that, Adley. And they may not come to your church. That's right. That's right. They, they, they may not come to your church. I, I remember, I mean, I would just get frustrated. Man, I'm loving these people. I mean, we're, we're there. We're in hard places every one day out of the week. We, we're, we're in the midst of them, just trying to get in the midst of them, feed them and do all these things. I said, God, I'm not seeing any fruit. I'm not seeing any fruit. And one day I was in a grocery store and a lady walks up to me and says, Pastor, the doctor sees something on my, in my chest that, and he think it may be cancer. Could you pray for me? She never walked in my church. And I, 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 in the middle of food line, I, I put my hand on her and I prayed for her. And I was moving around a little bit when I was praying. And I, ran, and I hit this other lady and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Amen. She said, you know what? Pray for me too. <laughs> and so that's when I realized that you have impact even you, you're the pastor of the community yeah that's and, right. and that's that's what love does they want to see it mm. I, I mean Richard it, I don't know if you just heard I think you did when you asked that question you had three pastors and the first thing that came to each of their minds was a part of the scripture mm-hmm. and as pastors we have to be people of the book but we lead our churches to be people of the book mm-hmm. and when you're people of the book when you're people of this Bible I, th- I think you're driven to serve others. I think this is the catalyst for NC Serve. There's not a single church that's going to be in NC Serve that their pastor doesn't say, come on, let's do this together. Let's go. Let's get this. And I just want to shout out for encouragement to pastors. It may be one person that goes with you. It may be just one. But that's enough to start a movement. That's it. That's right. Amen. Thank you. Last question. How... Are each of your churches planning to participate in Serve NC? And what would you say to encourage other churches to sign up? I would say, oh, we're going to do, we're going to do what we've always been doing, just the same thing, grind in the community. We're going to be in this harder area in our our community and uh, just continuing to love, contextualize the gospel. And, uh, man, looking forward to it, just on that day being special because we're going to get more people from our church to go out then. And so, but, but anyway, so we, we're, we're grateful for that. What I would encourage um, other pastors to do, it only takes one time, right? It only takes one opportunity to spark, start a flame, right? I mean, one spark starts to flame. And just this opportunity can, can send some, some, some mission waves through your church just serving. And you never know who that person may be. Uh, that you serve. They may be the next Billy Graham, Billy Sunday, whoever, and grateful for um, the love of Christ. Yeah, amen. We've identified um, at least four or five uh, mission partnerships within our community. 
meaning they do some things better than what we can do, and so we partner with them. One is a community kitchen. It's a community feeding center for food insecurity. And they always need people to serve. They need people in their place. They need people to clean up. So that's one project for us. And, and we partner with them because they do that much better than what we can do as an individual church. A multitude of churches come together for that. Pregnancy Resource Center, uh, Mountain Area Pregnancy Services, another partner that we're going to uh, gather. What do you need is the question. Broy Hill, it's right before school starts. And we do book bags for Broy Hill, which is our children's home. So we're going to do that. And I'm going to tell you another big one. And I'm, I'm not doing it just because you're at the table, my brother. Um, but our community continues to recover from a, an incredible flooding event. And I am grateful for Baptist on Mission, who every day, and I know the guys, a Baptist Bill is what we call him, um, <laughs> is continuing to build back homes. And that work will be going on for several years. But what better week to get our entire church connected? And, and I'm working with our AMS to get our, uh, our entire county connected to do a massive build that goes over that entire week. Good. I mean, if you can think about it in that way, I mean, how many of you have been infected by a short-term mission trip? Mm-hmm. And, and I know the ask of NC Serve is just a few days. But one day that we pick might not work for everybody else. And so we're going to try to set it up to go over the course of that Monday to Friday, maybe that Saturday as well, um, and give people an opportunity That's great. to come and engage in one of these um, with some of our various leaders. Amen. Yeah, our community, Kelly, is a changing community. We've got a lot of new folks who are moving in. And, and part of the reason some new people are moving in is because some of the older folks have died off. Uh, but we still have a lot of senior adults that are in our community uh, that are not going to church anywhere. Sometimes you'd think, well, senior adults, they go church. You know, all, all, the, all the cotton ball ladies are in church, but they're not. And so we're going to try to, to reach out and, and meet some of those needs of some of those folks who maybe have been hearing the gospel for decades and have rejected Jesus for decades. Uh, and there's, here's one more opportunity to show the love of Christ to them, to, to meet some needs that they have in their home, maybe uh, look at, see if there, there's more ramp builds we need to do or some yard work or something like that. That's, that's what we're planning on. One of the things now, we're working on some others, but I'll have those quite ironed out yet. But the practical things, just really quick, just come off the top of my head that we've done. I mean, we went to the laundry room, get, pay for people laundry. I mean, we've, we've gone to gas, pay for people gas. I mean, as high as it is these days, but we did it. We've done things like passed out gift cards in front of the grocery store, give people candy and give them, give them a gift card. Just small things to be able to show the love of Christ. We had our students go out, and it was part of a scavenger hunt. And, and the scavenger hunt part was where they would go out, and they had different things. They had to video, you know, this kind of fun thing to do. And one of them was to pay for someone's gas. Now, $5. It wasn't much. And so we paid for $5. The other guy paid the rest, but we pumped it for him. These kids did, just teenagers. And then they asked the gentleman, they said, can we pray for you? And this gentleman must have been in his mid-50s, began to cry. He broke down and cried for two reasons. Number one, he had an older uh, son who was wayward. And he was grateful to see young people following the Lord Jesus Christ. And the second was to ask these young people to pray, to pray for a real need and a real hurt in his life. And just by opening that door, just by a small serve, was tremendous. Amen. Well, Quintel, Jason, Allen, thank you so much for your leadership of the convention and leading us to be on mission together. 
thank you for the leadership that you have at your church and the influence you have. Thank you for the people that you are. And I just feel honored to have you as, as our leaders and to have you as friends. And thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Servancy is an opportunity to mobilize every member to be involved, basically getting church members out of their seats and into the streets. ServeNC unifies local churches by serving on mission together, and ServeNC will catalyze the spreading of the gospel through service in the community. Listeners, I encourage you to visit ServeNC.com and sign up your church. Commit to one week of being on mission together and display the gospel to those in need. The date is August 3 through 10, 2024. North Carolina Baptist, to listen to more North Carolina Baptist podcasts just like this one, you can do that at ncbaptist.org slash podcast. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Because of your generosity to NC Baptist, this podcast along with other helpful resources, are made available for you. Learn more by visiting ncbaptist.org slash gift.